we're going to be talking about, as you know, creativity. Creativity. So how many in the room would, would, uh, would say, I'm, I consider myself a pretty creative person? Yeah? Yeah? Okay. All right. And then maybe, maybe there's some of you on the opposite side of the spectrum. Uh, who might be people who think maybe, ah, I don't know, Pastor Ben, I don't really feel like I'm too creative. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, it's maybe, maybe not your skill set. Okay, I, I, I respect that. So and this, this is going to be so good because we're going to lay down a foundation. And first, uh, what I want to do before we kind of dive into this message is kind of hear from you guys. Um, we love the feedback. Maybe it's a pastor thing. I don't know, right? We, 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 we need the affirmation, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when I say creativity, uh, for you guys, what kind of what comes to your mind? Maybe some attributes that represent creativity to you. Uh, just throw them out there. All right. What was that? Building. Building, yes. Cooking. What was that back there? Painting. Landscaping, interior design. Clothing. Yeah. These, you, guys are, you guys are you're already flowing in the juices right now. We're we preparing the way for you. This is, we're ready. So yeah, these are all forms of creativity. And the main premise of this message we kind of want to talk about is Really, the identity of who you are is based off of our creator because he has made you creative. And it's, 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 it's an essence of who he is. Naturally, that being the case, we are able to then flow through that and be creative ourselves and take the things he created around us and use those as resources to become things that now we become the creators to create uh, and make new things out of what Jesus, what God has done, right? Amen? Isn't that, isn't that so amazing? I, I love the process. It's so good. Uh, so good. So we're going to um, kind of unpack this idea of creativity this morning. So here's what we know about creativity. Kind of look to the uh, definition um, in the dictionary. It's, it defines creativity like, like this. The state or quality of being creative. And I love the second one. The ability to, to transcend traditional ideas, rules, patterns, and to create meaningful new ideas, forms, methods, interpretations, uh, which speaks of originality, progressiveness, or imagination. It's the ability to produce or use original and unusual ideas. Uh, how many can say at times uh, creativity and being and having the essence of creativity oftentimes does come in the form of being weird? It, right? Right? It's true. Um, a lot of creative people that I know, actually, I would, like, you would actually put that title on them, like, bro, you're weird. <laughs> but, but no, like, that's, it's, it's a part of all of us, creativity. And, you know, I think that this is so crazy because when you think about a creative idea, when you think about people who are creative, there have been so many creative minds and creative people who have paved the way and who had made things just by their ideas that when, when they presented it to the world, the world's like, you crazy. That don't make no sense. And sometimes we have to dare to say, I believe this idea has value and I believe that this idea is going to change the world. And we have seen countless people, right? And we'll talk about a few We've seen countless people who have set that foundation to say, hey, I have an idea, and I'm not just going to sit on this idea. It might sound crazy to y'all, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow through. So I just love this. So in most cases, creativity can oftentimes be misinterpreted, be misunderstood, right? So it's easy to think that uh, one, one side of the spectrum, you're creative, and on the other side, you guys, you're not. 
But that is not the case, and we can, we're going to kind of unpack that today. How many ever heard the, um, this statement before? Uh, you're either uh, right-brained or you're left-brained, right? And, and honestly, I'm, I'm super fascinated with neuroscience. I love diving in and learning more about the brain and how we function because I think it's incredible. But on some level, I think sometimes when we, when we look at this idea of, oh, I'm, I'm a left brain, I'm a right brain, we begin to put ourselves in a box to say, you know what? Oh yeah, I, I'm just the analytical type. I, I'm just the methodical people who, I, I'm great at thinking, but you know what? That's not creative. Uh, I always second guess that thought because God has wired you deep within your soul of your being to be creative because he is creative. Okay, so I, I, I want to kind of unpack this today from a biblical perspective. Not that this right, left brain uh, theory or idea is wrong, but I think oftentimes we put ourselves in a box to think, that's not me, this is me, and we shut all the other ideas, shut all the other things out, right? So although this may be true, we want to take a biblical look at creativity this morning because we believe as a church that we should value it and we should uh, explore it and that we should execute it. And this is us here this morning, and we do it, we do it often, but now we're actually making mention of it because we, we do it often here at the church, but this is us executing creativity. So let's look at our definition of creativity. Uh, we, def we define it as this. Uh, creativity is at the very heart of our creator. We are made to use our God-given gifts as an act of worship, using innovative methods to communicate the timeless message of the gospel. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what, what do we get from that? You and I were made to be creative. Go ahead and, go ahead and tell your neighbor, you were meant to be creative. And now, just in case you didn't know, tell yourself, I was meant to be creative. Okay? So despite what you may believe about yourself, there is purpose and a plan and, and, and a deeper rooted idea of creativity and, and, and giftings that God has instilled and instilled in you that honestly, we're going to kind of unpack today and discover together. You guys ready for this? Yeah. All right, praise God. We're ready to get inside. So this, this morning, we'll be focusing on three essentials for thriving in your creativity. Now, I, I, I was kind of debating where I was going with this direction, but when you think about it, I love the word thrive. I think is thri when you think of thriving, that means, man, you're, you're going. That you're, that's successful. Like, you're thriving, you're flourishing, and, and I just love this thought that we don't want to just, just uh, cruise on by with our creativity or, or, or waste our gifts away, but you know what? We need to be thriving in them, and I think this is a, a principle for, for our life on many levels that we need to be thriving in our faith. We need to be thriving in our, in our relationships. We need to be thriving on all these levels, but we're going to be focusing here on creativity. Um, so anybody want to be thriving in creativity? Oh, okay. <laughs> Remember, we need, the, we, we need the affirmation, please. J just, just, for, just for my sake. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so creativity. Uh, we need to thrive in it. So our key scripture uh, verse for the value of creativity is found in, uh, where is it? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. I encourage you guys to even, uh, you, you, you have access to this on the app. I would, I would try to memorize these things, get them in you so that, hey, wherever you go, you got, oh, yeah, what's creativity? Oh, Ephesians 2.10. Right now, what does it say? We're about to read it right now. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God pre prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. 
Go ahead and just say that again. Walk in them. I think this is so key, right? We can't walk in these things. We can't choose to walk in these works if we are unaware that we actually have the potential and are holding these gifts in our hands. See, what, which this kind of leads us to the first essential for thriving in your creativity because we must and we are to recognize our creativity. You need to recognize your creativity. This is so foundational. If we are ever going to thrive in our creativity, you and I need to discover our God-given potential and our God-given creativity for ourselves. God already knows you're creative. He already knows the things that he's placed in you, the giftings, the passions, the desires, but it's up to you to discover it, to develop it, and to, oh, I'm about to, I'm about to use a, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's up to you. So uh, in order to walk out these gifts God's given you, you must discover and believe it for yourself. I love what Shad Helmstetter says from his book, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. Don't worry, I'm not going to get on my soapbox, um, but I just love this thought. Let's think about it for a moment. He says this, what we believe about anything will determine our attitudes about it, create our feelings, direct our actions, and in each instant helps us to do well or poorly, succeed or fail. Man, there is so much weight in the things that we believe about ourselves. And I know that this is a, a theme that I sometimes talk about a lot, but it's tied in so well here, I had to bring it up. So what we believe about anything, it's gonna determine our thoughts, it's gonna determine our feelings, and our feelings are gonna determine our actions or lack of actions. And then what is that? It's a reflection of what we believe about ourselves and maybe even what we believe about God. So when we look uh, and think about this for a second, if I was to have a mirror in front of you today, I, I, was, I tried to have one with me and I, I forgot it at home. But think about a mirror in front of you and just panning the audience. And when you look into the mirror, maybe even when you wake up in the morning uh, and you brush your teeth and you do the usual routine, when you look at yourself in the morning, what are some things that you say to yourself? Because oftentimes, this, the conversations that I'm having with myself is very real. It's very real. It happens on, on, on a daily basis. And I think for all of us, we can relate because I think whether we're telling ourselves out loud, I, I talk to myself out loud. I'm like, bro, what do you think about this? Uh, that's pretty cool. Like you literally got, you got like full Ben right there. <laughs> you got like full out Ben right there. Um, but some of us, uh, we need to see ourselves from a different perspective and we need to see it from a level of creativity. So we need to establish this you and I are creatives solely based on the fact that God is creator. That's, that's the only thing that you need to know why you're creative. We are a reflection of our creator. And I love this. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. And you've, you've probably heard this thousands of times, right? In the beginning, God created in the beginning, God created. And, and I love this thought because the more I begin to think about this and reflect on this, is, it's, it's kind of interesting, right? Genesis, the, 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 first, the first book, and we're reading in Genesis chapter 1, the first chapter, the first thing we've ever read when we open our Bible. And what is it that God chooses to reveal to us about his nature? You know what? It's not his compassion. It's not his love. It's not his mercy. It's not his justice. It's not his forgiveness, his mercifulness. It's that he is the creator God. And I just love this thought when we really think about it because whether you believe it to be true or not, everyone was created and, and God have, has, had hardwired into you 
by him, our maker, to, to be creative. It runs deep within our veins. It's, it, it's, it's in the, every fiber of our being, and we just need to come and grasp and understand it for ourselves and recognize that we truly are creative human beings. I like Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. It says, So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. So what does this mean? When God created Adam and Eve, he created them in his own image. In his own image. I, you'll hear me say this a lot, this message, but you are a reflection of Jesus Christ, of God Almighty in heaven, and he has placed passions and gifts on your life, and, and I pray that we would help. We were here to help you discover them today. So this means that God created you you and I to be representatives, I can't even say the word, representative, thank you, thank you for your help, <laughs> to show the people around you who God is, right? You ever thought about this, that you are a representation, good Lord help me, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just going to throw that word away, we'll use something else, <laughs> but you reflect God on a daily basis, and I'll say this, Oftentimes, we need, we need to take a look at how we're reflecting God, especially when we, when we call ourselves Christians. So I think that we look at this, this angle, right? You and I are image bearers. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, you're an image bearer. You're like, when you, when you, when you say that to your neighbor, don't, don't, doesn't it sound like super tough? You're like, yo, bro, you're an image bearer, dude. Girl, you're an image bearer. Go, let's go bear his image, and let's go out of here and do something, all right? I just like it. It sounds cool. Let's, let's, like, let's title that. Hashtag image bearers, all right? Uh, <laughs> if you're posting on social media, that's, that's, the, that's the hashtag. So, so each of us are here. Uh, we have unique abilities that through God, our creator, as artists, as envisionaries, as imagine, um, people who imagine things, God has instilled these things. And as we create, his image becomes more clear in our lives. And we begin to reflect more and more of his life. But you know, I think what's, what I love about this is I, I could tell you and I could talk to you all day, but you know what? I think the best way to really communicate this message is if I sing, all right? So I, I actually need all of your uh, participations. But you know what? Yo, yo, DJ, drop, drop the beat. You know this one. I just changed the lyrics. Check it out, ready? This is how it goes. Oh, I messed up. Sorry, we'll start again. Creativity Made to create you and me Creativity Come on. Everybody get up and sing. Woo! I don't see you getting up. Come on, everybody, let's sing. Creativity. Made to create you and me. Just so you know, all right? Creativity. One more time. Made to create you and me. Oh, creativity. Come on. That's right, I, I like to sing on occasion. I like, I like to uh, uh, bring out the pipes every once in a while. <laughs> but, 
We got another water down there? <laughs> I, I drank all the one my, from the first service. But I hope that even just singing that song, you're inspired to be creative. And this is the hope and the heart of why we do this and why we share these core values because we want to walk them out, not just uh, here as staff, but as a church, we're doing it together, right? So from the beginning, God has given us an invitation to use our creativity to make his name known. So whatever we create, whatever, whatever it is you create, and however we express ourselves, we do it for his glory alone. For his glory alone, we do it for you, Lord. See, oftentimes I think it's easy for us to, to, to when we throw our creative ideas out, it's easy for us to, to take the credit and say, I, I'm, here to, I'm here to build my image up. And, and, and we're not here to build ourselves up, but we're here to build his kingdom. And when we, when we use our gifts and when we use our talents and we use our abilities, it is us saying, you know what? It's not even my own strength anyways. So God, let me use what you gave me and let me give it back to you as my worship to you. And that's exactly what creativity is. And, we're, and I'm, just, I'm just so excited to kind of go through this because I believe it to be true. And uh, what I love is, even when we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, it says it like this, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So I don't know what you're doing, but I pray that the things that you do are glorifying God. And every area and every aspect of your life, in creativity, in your faith, in your marriage, in your relationships, uh, with, with your children and everything. We're, we, are, we are image bearers and we do it to bring him glory, his name alone to be praised. So first and foremost, this is vitally important that we recognize and we discover our God-given creative potential. So I hope even just going through that first point, you now feel inspired to take a step with me and journey with me on to the next point, the next essential, because we can't go to the next essential if you don't recognize that you're creative. So how, you guys feeling creative in the house? All right, now we can, we can move forward. Here we go. So, so number two, this is the second essential for thriving in your creativity. Creativity must be put to, into action. Creativity must be put into action. And this is the thing about creativity, right? Like we already talked about, it's kind of weird. Normally it's super unique. Uh, a lot of people maybe don't see it uh, the way they should, but when it, when it happens and when it changes the world, we're like, oh, what? But here's the thing about creativity. It's just, it's not enough to just be creative. If we truly desire to thrive in every aspect of our creativity, our grand ideas, our innovation must be actualized. It must be put into motion. We can't sit on our hands and, and with the bright ideas that we have because we all have great ideas, but we're always afraid to step out into those ideas. You know, when I, when I, when I first uh, was preparing for this message, I'm like, I gotta express myself creatively, and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up this I, I was, you ever been at like Ross or, or Target and you're going through the, the, the clothesline in your shop and you're like, yo, this shirt is awesome. I love this shirt, but I can't rock that shirt. <laughs> and we're like, but you know what? And I think it, it boils down to the idea that, you know what? Maybe we just care too much about what people think if we wear that shirt. That's what I felt about this shirt. But I feel like I rock it pretty well. <laughs> I actually really like it. Maybe I gotta dress more like this more often. Um, getting, getting back to what we're really here for. Uh, so it's not enough to just be creative. So most of us have some great ideas, yet we don't 
have the courage or the guts to actually follow through sometimes. And that's okay. And we're here to kind of establish that and move forward together because we're all in this together, right? So we have to be willing to take a risk in order to put our creative ideas into motion. There is always risk. We, always, we talk about risk frequently because in the kingdom of God, if we're not risking anything, we're not growing, we're not moving. We need to be risking things um, and sometimes that means putting ourselves on the line and not knowing what the outcome will be. Uh, so let's uh, briefly talk about three tips. Let's talk about three tips when we can use uh, and start to start putting our creativity into action. This is what we need to do. Number one, this is crucial. Overcome the fear of failure. We need to overcome the fear of failure. Nothing will kill your creativity more than fear. And this is the truth uh, about Im imaginative ideas. They, they'll never come to be because uh, when they're overshadowed by our fears, when we're too afraid to execute them, when we're too afraid to step out. And why are we too afraid? Normally it's because we're, we're afraid of failure and we're afraid of rejection. Even with what we wear sometimes, I'm afraid to wear this because I feel like people might not even like what I'm, how I dress. Or people might not even like um, the, the things that I do, the, the things that I work for, or, or whatever it may be. See, putting creativity into action starts with being okay with failure. You gotta be okay with, with failing. And I love this idea, and uh, you can read this book, uh, and I'm, I'm spacing on the author, but it's called Failing Forward. Failing Forward because oftentimes we gotta, we gotta address and really think about when we fail, are we falling backwards or are we failing forward? Because how we think about our failures is so key. It's either gonna help you grow or it's gonna hinder you and keep you locked up and trapped in a prison cell. And knowing that our mistakes and failures have the ability to lead us to success is so key. They, and that's right, they have the ability to lead you. But it's, your, it's up to you to say, you know what, instead of this being a hindrance, I'm going to let it be something that pushes me forward into my success. I, I love this, right? And we talked to hit this uh, about these creative people. Look to Thomas Edison. I love this. After, falling, after failing countless times when he's creating this light bulb, right? He, he, he gives us this, this famous quote remark to, to, the, to the people who have probably just slapped him across and said, hey, this is crazy, this is crazy. I, you failed, you failed. And he's like, nah, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Yeah. <coughs> My dude's crazy. I'm sorry. <coughs> that's good. But um, that's really in there. <coughs> I'm sorry, guys. <clears throat> um, I've not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. I love this. This is understanding how we can view failure. We need to be failing forward. I love this uh, analogy as well. Uh, Michael Jordan, this is for all you basketball people in the house. Where you at? Michael Jordan, right? He's, he's, he said this. And I think this is awesome. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Now, this, this, this ideology and, and the, the mentality that he has, uh, how many would say Michael Jordan was probably the greatest basketball player to ever play the game? Right? I'm, I'm just saying, that's just my opinion. But maybe, just maybe, he had something, he had a, a system that he followed to say, you know what, every time I make a mistake, 
I'm, I'm, I'm failing forward. You know what? I'm going to keep driving. I'm going to keep going. I might have missed 9,000 shots in my career, but you know what? That has pushed me to my success. I absolutely love this. It's our response to failure that will determine how far you and I go. We've got to respond in the right way. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he has given us a spirit of what? Power and love and a sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear, and yet oftentimes so many of us are paralyzed and we live in fear, fear of failure, fear, fear of rejection. And it's, it's very real. And I think sometimes we think these things, and uh, maybe, maybe you, can, you can kind of uh, come on my level because I feel like sometimes this is me too. What if I start something and completely flop? Anybody ever thought about this? But yeah, what if, what if, what if my, my ideas that I try to throw out to the team what, what if they shut them down? What if I try to uh, throw out a zip line idea and they're like, nah. <laughs> how, how will people look at me if I, if I start a ministry or if I start a connect group and nobody signs up? See, I think a lot, oftentimes we really do care about these things and we're, we're too afraid to fail that we'd rather not, we'd rather just stay, Right? And I, I, I love this. We, we let fear and what other people think about us um, keep us from God-honoring creative projects. There's a lot of creative projects that, I, I, I'll speak for myself, sometimes I'm like, I have this great idea and I'm like, yo, I want to do this. And then all of a sudden it's like, yo, I can't do this. And, and, and it's, it, it shuts you down, right? Because there's so many creative ideas that we have and we throw them out there and it's just like, ah, I cannot. I don't believe in myself. I, I'm not feeling that. Here's, here's this key, and I want to ask a couple questions. What have you been putting off because of fear? Just think about it. Uh, we we, we got to apply these things. What have you been putting off because of fear? What are you going to do about it? I pray that, well, these aren't just questions that we ask in church, but really, really evaluate and think about it. What have we been putting off because of fear? And try to conquer it and try to move forward. Maybe, just maybe, it's, you, you could choose to push you towards success. See, we combat fear with love. We combat fear with love. First John chapter 4, verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out all fear. Perfect love drives out all fear. God loves you so much, and, and I pray that it's your hope and desire that knowing that how much he loves you, you can use your love as, as, as an action and devotion to him to say, Lord, I give you my gifts, I give you my creativity, I give you my talents so I could be used by you, but I, so I could praise your name and bring glory to you. We eliminate all fear when we choose to love God with the creative gifts that he's given us. Moving on, the second tip for creativity uh, when we put it into action, we, we need to be okay with being okay. We need to be okay with being okay, and what do I mean by that? I mean start small. Start small. Uh, like, I'm really trying to make this practical. Maybe there's some things that you guys uh, maybe have been wanting to try. Maybe there's some cre creative projects or things that you've just kind of sat on. You're like, ah, I don't want to do it. Start small. Just, just start it. Don't have to be afraid to, to fail, or maybe you start the project, you don't come back to it till, till three months later. Just start small. Don't despise small beginnings for the Lord rejoices just to see the work begin. Sometimes we just got to begin the work. It's a process, right? I love uh, 
Charles Spurgeon, the great preacher, Charles Spurgeon says, he spoke this, so powerful. A journey of a thousand miles is begun with one step. Beware of small beginnings. Some men never arrive at usefulness because they are not satisfied to begin in a small way. We need to be satisfied to start small. And I get sometimes we have big dreams, we have big ideas, and we want to just shoot the ladder and climb to the top. But I, I read my word and it says, you know what, if you're faithful in the small things, God is beginning to, to use you, to rise you up to the, to, to the big things. I think we sometimes have to just start small. We have to be okay with saying, you know what, I'm okay with being okay so that I'm okay with, with trying this out and as I cultivate, as I work the ground, as I begin to use this gift, I begin to elevate myself and, and, and direct it right back to the creator. Creativity is a muscle. The more you use it, the more you push it, the more you work it, the stronger it becomes. Stronger it'll be. We gotta, we gotta use the gift. It, it's quite possible um, you're going to stink. Can I, can I, can I be honest? Sometimes you start a project or you start something new and you ever just stink at it? And I think there needs to be an understanding and okayness with saying, I'm lousy, but you know what? I'm not gonna stay here. I might start lousy, but we're, I'm okay with being lousy for now. As I cultivate and as I do these things, I begin to experience growth and continue to rise up in the gift. So I remember as a young kid, um, I, I love hockey, and everybody said, what's hockey? <laughs> um, I know, I'm like the, only like the, like the third person I've met so far in Hawaii that likes hockey, so if you like hockey, come talk to me, Trevor, my boy. Um, so when I was younger, uh, I used to love hockey, I had a passion for it. My cousin was actually in the NHL, and um, so I got to go to free games all the time and got to just experience it. That's kind of what birthed the love of hockey for me. And um, So the love was there, the passion was there, and um, the skill was not. So I just, I tried, I was like, you know what, I think I could do this, I'm gonna put on, so it was roller, uh, roller hockey, inline roller skating, uh, and we, we go to the rink, and man, there's some kids who are like six years old, like circling me. <laughs> At the time, I'm like, I'm like, 15 I'm like yo can you imagine how discouraging this is the kids are like skating backwards they're like what are you doing bro <laughs> you, you don't belong here bro <laughs> but you know what you gotta start small yeah. I did not let that <clears throat> my goodness <clears throat> I apologize <clears throat> No, I really did a big gulp on that one. <clears throat> but I had to start small. I had to start small and be, just begin. The more I began to, to use the gift and play hockey, I began to grow. I began to get better. I still wasn't as, as, as great as the five-year-olds, but, um, but, but I did get better. So it, it, was, it was a process. So, so moving forward, i talk about this last tip here. <clears throat> Don't fall into the comparison trap. Don't fall into the comparison trap. Comparison will always hinder and stop the progression of your creativity. I think comparison is, is, is so, so heavy and, and so real in our culture. Uh, we would rather measure ourselves to other people than put a measure to, to who God says we are. And, and I heard it said this way and once before, and I think it's so true. Comparison is the thief of contentment. 
Comparison is a thief of contentment. And the only way that we can fight comparison is with thankfulness. We fight fear with love and we fight comparison with thankfulness. So, so what does that mean for you? You know what? When you see somebody moving in their gifts, you're like, man, I don't got that gift. But you know what? God, I'm thankful for the gifts that you've given me. You know what? I can't sing like she can sing. I can't sing like he can sing. But you know what, God? I'm thankful for where I am and what you're doing in my life. You know what? God, I, I, I might not understand what you're doing, and I know you're, you're moving in all these other people's life. They're, they, they're, doing, they're seeing miracles, and, and I'm sitting here just wondering where you're at. But you know what? I'm thankful that you, you, you said you'd never leave me nor forsake me, and, you're, and you've been in my life, and, and I'm just going to trust you. Thankfulness can always be the key to eliminating your comparison. We got to be thankful. I love what Romans chapter 12, verse 6 says. Let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be. This is in the message translation. Without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we're not. We must be true to ourselves and believe that we have value. I'm so... And I believe in this so much because oftentimes, most of us, when we walk into a room, we don't believe our ideas matter. We don't believe our gifts matter. In fact, sometimes, maybe some of you walk into a crowded room and you'd rather just sneak into the back and not be noticed. But I pray that your heart would change to say, you know what? When I walk into this room, I'm going to walk in with purpose. When I walk into this room, I add value to this room. I light up this room. You know what? I'm going to walk into this room knowing that God has called me and that's all I need to know because he has instilled creativity in me and my, my, my values and, and what I believe matter and, and my creativity matters. These are the things that I pray that we would, we would uh, believe for ourselves. Listen to what Dr. Darius Daniels says in relation to this. Goodness, I love this. He says, everybody's got to get to the point where you really believe you're enough that God didn't make a mistake by wiring you a certain way and giving you a certain set of gifts and skill sets. The only person you should compare yourself to is the person you were yesterday because you don't get to pick your purpose. God picks it and you discover it and then you submit to it. But you will only submit to it if you believe it's enough. Ooh. Yo, just sit on that egg, for, just sit on that egg for a little bit. When I read this, oftentimes, this is, this is what he does to me, Darius Daniels. He'll, he'll, he'll rock your world, but man, at some point, we got to believe we're enough. And when we believe it for ourselves, we won't even need to compare ourselves to anybody else. God has called you and I. He has created us to be creative. We must put it into action if we want to grow, if we want to thrive. So, so what are the tips here? Overcome the fear. Be okay with being okay. Don't fall into the comparison trap. The third and final essential for thriving your creativity, and trust me, this one is so accurate. Being creative takes hard work. Being creative takes hard work. Man, just, just going through this message in this, 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 this time and this week, you guys think I have it all together with this video? Man, I was struggling all week. Can I just be real with you? Man, I don't know what it was, and I, and I had to chuckle as I was talking to God, like, Lord, man, why do you do this? You hear, talk, you know, go ahead, you know, preach on creativity, but right now you're not, you're feeling like you're not creative, right? And those conversations are so real. They're so real. But you know what? 
Um, and I just love this. As I was kind of going through this point, God just revealed something to me. And you know what? He sees your work. Can I tell you, he sees your work. And see, when you're creative and when you express yourself and when you use your gift, you have to put work into it, right? We have to put work into what we believe our gifts are and flow in those gifts. And there's one thing that I realized about myself even this week is that, uh, and I talked to myself, Ben, you, you need to prepare more. You need to be, uh, you, you need to structure even just sermons better. And, and th this is just a personal goal for me, right? But, but I think that, man, I needed to come to the place to say, God sees my hard work. God sees your hard work. We don't just want to be mediocre or average in our creativity. We want to be thriving. Thriving is flourishing, and we are going to thrive. If we're going to thrive, we got to understand these gifts that God has given us, and we better be ready to work. I remember, uh, so I say I was remember, it was actually last week. Um, why did I say that? Um, so last week, uh, you know, it was, it was Valentine's Day, and um, I was like, man, I, I got to do something special for my wife. And uh, so oftentimes, right, I'm expressing my creativity to my wife. I, I try to do it daily. Hopefully, hopefully I do. But, man, creativity takes so much hard work. So, so on Valentine's Day, she's actually at work, and, and I stay home, and, um, and it's our day off. So a lot, oftentimes I'm maybe doing some things around the house, try to help her out, try to take some stress off of her. And... Um, and I was like, you know, what can I do for her? So I know, I'll go to the store, I pick up a couple things, I get like, I get like 30 balloons. Uh, um, and then, so anyways, I'm like, what, what could I do that's super creative? I mean, I'm, and I'm, putting, I'm putting the work in. She, she, don't even see, she, don't, she, didn't, she didn't even see the things that I did, but that's okay. Um, so I'm like, okay, what can I do? You know what, I'm gonna set up our tent in the living room. So, so I set up the tent in the living room and I blow up all these balloons and, I, and I'm writing on the balloons, I love you, you have value, you're the best. <clears throat> just all these different messages and I lay them all on the floor. I put lights on the tent. I mean, I'm going all in. And, and you know what? Man, do, in this moment, the more I was thinking about it, man, like creativity takes hard work. And you know what? The more I thought about it, it's like I would do anything to please my wife and just to put in the, I'll put in so much work for her. And I, and I think that God looks at us the same way. Man, if we would just put in the work, and I think this is oftentimes such a misconception about creativity because we think, oh, the creativity just falls from the sky and oh, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, for this. But you know what, I would, I would dare to say no. The creativity doesn't come from the sky, it comes from the ground because you gotta dig it up. You gotta dig into it. You, it. It takes your blood, sweat, and tears to dig into the ground, to, to, to stick the shovel in and continue to dig. And you're like, sometimes you're digging, you're like, I'm still digging. Like, and Lord's like, you know what? You haven't worked hard enough, but I appreciate what you're doing, but keep digging, keep digging, keep going. God sees your work, and I promise you that he will pay it back in dividends. But how we love him is, is reflected in, in the, the things that we do in our creativity, right? We show his image and reflect his image by every single gift that we have. But I promise you, and this is often not, not talked about when we talk about creativity, it is gonna cost you, it's gonna take risk, and it's gonna take hard work. It takes hard work. 
I love what Colossians 3, chapter 23 says, whatever you do, do your work heartily. As for who? To the Lord, not to men. God, God, God sees your work. And I, I, wanna, I, wanna, I wanna just talk to you personally to say, uh, maybe you don't feel valued right now. Maybe, maybe you're, you're the type where you need, to, you need to hear the credit. You, you know what? I'll tell you right now, God sees you where you're at and he sees the work you've been putting in. He sees the work you're putting into your marriage. He sees the work you're putting into your children. He sees the work you're putting in here as you serve at Connect Point Church. He sees the work that you're putting in your job. And you know what, the more I begin to think about this message, it just ties it with a nice little bow because we talked about growth, we talked about excellence. And you know what, these two qualities are so essential and necessary if we are gonna walk out creativity. You are so creative. God made this, this whole universe and creation and he did it in excellence. And I, and, I, and, I, and I know that the gifts that we have, the gifts that we use, we should do the same. And we should be growing, we should be thriving and doing everything in excellence because we're creative and we give God the glory and honor for that creativity. Let's always remember who has given us our creativity and use it as worship to him.